Good morning, everybody Uneducated Economist here. In this video, I'm going to talk about how it is that the Federal Reserve establishes interest rates and loosely controls markets. Now, a lot of times I will have people tell me that the Federal Reserve does not control anything and that they react to the market conditions that are out there. And when you think about it, yeah, that kind of seems to be the, the case, especially when you just look at the picture of it, right? We find that interest rates on like mortgages and treasury yields and stuff like that were moving ahead of the Federal Reserve. Like the Federal Reserve started moving their Fed funds rate up after the mortgage rates and the treasury yields started to move. And people say, hey, look at this. The markets are already reacting regardless of the Federal Reserve. I find that to be an incorrect statement. For months ahead of that move in the mortgage rates and the treasury yields, there was a narrative put out into the media that the Federal Reserve was going to be moving interest rates up fast and furiously, that they were going to go extra high, extra long, you know, I mean, everybody was paranoid about what the Federal Reserve was going to do with their interest rates. Was it going to be a half a point, three quarters of a point, a whole point? Everybody knew that the Fed was going to be raising interest rates long before they did. And the markets established themselves before the Fed move. It was part of the prevention of a shock and awe event. Now, we talked about it on this channel. So the idea that the markets were moving ahead of the Federal Reserve, regardless of the Federal Reserve's actions, is correct, but it was based on what the Federal Reserve, the perception of what the Federal Reserve was going to do. They were positioning themselves based on what the Federal Reserve was saying. It was having the same action to the markets as if they had taken place, right? The reaction in the markets, I should say, was the same as if the Federal Reserve had already done their thing. And so now we have to understand that because that is the credible threat theory right there in a nutshell, right, is that this takes place throughout all kinds of parts in the economy. I mean, I talk about this regularly, right? Now, this came from a Ben Bernanke speech way back in 2001, I believe, right? And it was talking about deflation and how to prevent it from ever taking place here in the United States. That was their major concern. I mean, even back in 2018, I talk about that monetary policy strategy for a low neutral interest rate world. It's one of the most telling speeches I have ever seen about what happens here in the future, right? And it's it it's, lays it almost out perfectly, right? This is pre-pandemic, all the other stuff. The Federal Reserve was sitting in a condition in which that the neutral interest rate, the rate in which that the Fed funds was neither accommodating nor restricting the economy was almost to zero, meaning they had no more room for monetary policy. Stimulating the economy was not going to happen with the dropping of interest rates, no matter how hard they tried. Right? And it came down to the credible threats. They needed to use this, right? This particular tool, this credible threat tool. Now, when I talk about it from the Ben Bernanke speech, it comes from that gold machine. A lot of people make fun of this because I've said it so many times and talked about this gold machine. But if you can imagine a guy who invents a gold machine and with this gold machine, he can produce as much gold with little, very little power or effort or energy going into it. Right? The moment that the information that this guy can produce this gold gets out there to the market, the price of gold on the, on the market would drop. Even before the guy produces a single ounce of gold or even has the machine to do it, just the credible threat alone that it can happen would be enough to adjust the markets. Right? And that's exactly the tool that the Federal Reserve is using. You know? I mean, you think about this. When the Fed started to raise rates, mortgage rates shot up. They shot up to like, you know, in between 7 and 8%. 
And then they maintain that the entire time. Like, they didn't keep in lockstep with the Fed. People say, well, as the Federal Reserve raises rates, it's going to cause the mortgage rates to rise. No, it did. One time. It caused the mortgage rates to shoot up. They found their equilibrium and they found their basic balance. And they bounce around at the, you know, seven to eight. But as the markets believe that the Federal Reserve is going to be dropping interest rates going into the future, what's happening here? You're seeing the yields, the mortgage rates. You're starting to see the yields on the treasuries come down. The mortgage rates start to come down. It's not the Fed hasn't done anything yet. It's the idea that the Federal Reserve is going to be doing it next year that they has the markets already believing that they're taking place. They're positioning themselves as if it's already happening. It's wrong. They're they're taking the wrong position. And they're going to find that they're going to be in a wrong position next year as the Federal Reserve maintains the elevated interest rates. Now, these elevated interest rates, they come from the establishment of interest rates in the big bank lending, right? When these big banks lend to each other, it's easier to understand how the Fed funds rates are established by understanding how it used to be, right? Because I have a feeling it's going back to this. Now, what the Federal Reserve was working in was called a limited reserve system. And this is when, at the end of the day, the big banks had excess reserves, or some of them were in need of reserves, right? The ones who had excess reserves would lend them to the ones who were in need of reserves. That overnight lending rate was the effective fund rate. If the Federal Reserve needed to adjust interest rates, they would buy and sell reserves or pull and establish reserves on these big banks at particular levels in order to make that effective fund rate within the Fed target. Right? So the Fed funds rate is just a target rate. It's just like, hey, you know, this is what we're going for right here. The effective fund rate is what that overnight lending rate between the big banks is. So that's that's the important part to understand. right? Because what ended up happening is, is that they moved from this limited reserve system, this overnight lending rate between the big banks, and they moved it over to what they refer to as a abundant reserve system or... Uh, I don't know, they have other names for it, but it's basically an abundant reserve system where these big banks don't lend to each other on an overnight basis. They don't need to. They got all the reserves they need, right? So they take these excess reserves and they move it to an account at the Federal Reserve, which is called interest on excess reserves, right? And then they also have the repo facility. And between these two facilities, the, the repo facility and the interest on excess reserves, they can establish the effective fund rate. Now, what we found is that repo facility swelled as they had all this cash flowing through the system and everybody didn't know what to do with the cash and they were shoving it all over into this repo facility, which is where the Federal Reserve was establishing the interest rates to begin with. Right? Well, that's starting to diminish. And people are like, oh, no, what's going to happen when the repo facility is completely depleted? Well, it's the same thing that's going to take place that took place back in September of 2019. Instead of this thing being a cash a place to deposit cash, it's going to be a place to deposit treasury assets in order to get cash. And again, this is to me, the Federal Reserve knowing exactly what it is that they plan on doing here in order to establish those effective fund rates. So now the credible threat theory takes place. Is the market taking place ahead of the Federal Reserve, or is the Federal Reserve establishing that credible threat today by just giving the narrative out there that there is going to be interest rate cuts going into the future? That is what everybody believes. I don't. See, I have the monetary policy strategies for a low neutral interest rate world 
that speech, not to mention many other speeches since then, which has said that they are going for an average 2% inflation rate over time. And nobody knows exactly what that means, that average 2% inflation. Which means that during hot times when the economy is cooking, they are going to make sure that it cooks extra hot. Inflation ran extra hot, extra long for an extended period of time. I said that this was happening during the time it was taking place to make up for the fact that inflation was running under their 2% target for the previous 10 years. Quantitative easing 1, 2, 3, and 4 failed to produce the, quant the, the, the inflation scenario that the Federal Reserve was looking for. Right? But the severing of the supply chain and a handing out of a stimulus package, all of a sudden, boom, creates all this inflation. Remember, most of that money went to the rich. It didn't go to us. People say, oh, yeah, it caused all this inflation. No, it went to the rich. The rich got it. Right? Our lives are not any better. Their lives improved by quite a bit, like as far as their accumulation of wealth. So it didn't like, you know, to people, to me, like it was like, it, it was such a like, you know, handshake gut punch. It was, a, it was, it, you know, here, here's a bunch of money. And then they slapped the hell out of you. Right. That's really what ended up going down here. Right? Just to, I mean, just to be like blunt about it. But ultimately, when you think about this and you think about how the Federal Reserve puts out the narrative ahead of time, that the markets are reacting to what they believe that the Federal Reserve is going to do, right? That's what that's where the Federal Reserve has all their control over the market. They don't have the adjustment of interest rates like they once did. Okay? What they have is the credible threat that they are going to do it. And that puts the markets ahead of them. Okay? or at least gives the perception that they are. And then when people see that the markets are reacting and the Federal Reserve isn't, then they believe that the Federal Reserve is not in control of anything, but they are. They're in control of that narrative, that credible threat. Okay. Uneducated economist, you guys know me.